message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yesterday we began something, but which we won't deal with strongly, but we'll just look at a few thoughts. And we will deal with the primary purposes of the church. Now, the primary purposes. Hallelujah. The primary purposes. I remember reading a book many years ago, and one of the chapters was the primacy of purpose. In other words, the importance, the necessity of purpose. Without the purpose, we have no focus. And without the purpose, we cannot measure success or we cannot measure progress. And progress or success you cannot measure is not sustainable. See, so we should be able to measure success, measure progress. And the way we can measure it is by knowing our purposes. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Let's begin with John 17. We're going to read verse 4. John 17 verse 4. I want you to observe these words of the Lord Jesus. It says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. He said, I have glorified thee on earth. How? I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What does that tell us? If you're not carrying out your assignment, you're dishonoring God. So fulfilling your purpose is more than a job, it's worship. See? So as I go about my business, doing what God has called me to do, and you go about your business, doing what God has called you to do, you are worshiping. See? I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Many of you know John 4 verse 34 where Jesus said, my meat, my food is to do the will of him that sent me and what? And to finish it. See, I said, without purpose, we have no focus. See, we must have a destination in mind. We must, we must have yardsticks and parameters of measuring our progress. And that comes from knowing what we exist to do. What we are called to do. See? Now, how, okay, you got a TV set. It is not working. It's just a dead TV set. Why did you say it's a dead TV set? 
It is not fulfilling its purpose. But you can turn it to a chair. You can put it on the ground and sit on it. Do you know you can sit on a TV set? Those holding this box kind of TV. And the flat screen, you can turn it around. If it's dead, and use it to chop your okra. But it says a dead TV, that dead that dead car. What is you're not fulfilling your purpose? What does that tell you? That living outside God's plan is like dying without knowing. Living outside God's plan is like dying without knowing. That's what the Bible says. When there's no vision, the people do what? They perish. So everyone living outside God's plan and purpose is like a walking corpse. Because eventually it's as though you never lived. See? Because the essence of your life is the purpose for which you were born. And you never lived for it. So you, you never lived. So what is the life you lived? So life is what I'm breathing. There's a difference between existence and living. There's a difference. The man that is living outside God's purpose is just existing. We call that mere existence, meaningless existence. The man that is living for God's purpose is living. Because vision is life. See, there are many people walking dead. Zombies. Their lives are same old, same old. I eat, I work, I sleep, I have children. That's time. There's nothing significant about it. I eat and drink, wear clothes, go to work. I have children. I have friends. Is that all there is to life? Animals eat and drink. I saw a dog on TV that has a huge wardrobe of plenty pink clothes. The dog is a millionaire. Rich dog. She said, Pepe rest. Pepe rest for the dog. But the dog is just existing. With all the money, all the media attention that dog gets, it's existing. So the question is, are you existing or you are living? When you start living, you're making a difference in the lives of others. You're making a difference in the lives of others. When you start living. You are a change agent in history. You don't need to be a pastor of a large church. You could be a housewife and be living or existing.
Hallelujah. So the question I want to ask you, are you existing? Is a question. Someone said that when a human being dies, all that is left on the tombstone is a dash. 1913 dash to 1983. Here lies a good man. The Bible says there is no work or device in the grave. So what thy hand find it to do? What does it say? Do it with all your heart. What is it telling Life is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Make it count. Life itself is an opportunity. They said there are two things certain in life in American parlance and some nations. Debt and taxes. And the debt rate and debt sentence, uh, certainty for the most part is one in one. It says that most people will die before Jesus Christ. What is the proof that after you die, your life meant anything? What is the proof? You're not the first pastor. You're not the last. Many pastors have come. So what is the proof that after you're gone, you'll be remembered at all? Those words just existed. We we'll talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What did they do? Abraham made so many mistakes. Lied, he lied. He married his mate. Does not adulterous. Read your Bible well. Don't anybody confuse you. The Bible says Sarah gave him, gave her to him to be his wife. Because I heard messages people say, when say a guy was sweeping the barrel, just to say this thing, this girl and we're hand touch him. It's a lie. Let's stop adding to the Bible. It was a legal thing he did. Because if you look at the life of Jacob, that is what the, 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 the wives did. Bilha and Zilha were maids. So there's, there's this, they're maids that like your PAs. And you, when a woman is either giving birth or cannot give birth, you give that maid to your husband and her children are your children. 
That's what Hagar didn't let happen because she's an Egyptian. She was an African. My Peking and my Peking. And both sense different. That's why I don't do surrogate motherhood in Africa. Try surrogate after the woman gives birth. Say, ah, I like this child. She takes off with the child. Surrogate kidney. So I brought the two those So that's that's the thing. When when Hagar had a child, she despised her mistress when she got pregnant. Ought not to be that way. If you notice see her and be her, they were out of the picture. So study your Bible. For yourself. That's a responsibility. Read it so I do not confuse you. But this is it. Why is Abraham remembered? Why? He was not the only man that served God in his time. Why is Moses remembered? Why is Isaac remembered? Why is Yaakov, or you call it Jacob in English, why is he remembered? He was not the only one that served God in his time. They fulfilled their purpose. The other people in their time existed. You are not the first human being to live in this world. In the next 100, 120 years, some people, I pray this excludes you, nobody will remember that they lived apart from whoever knew them that was married to them. If the person is alive. What is the name of your Great, 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 great grandfather. Do you care to know? He existed. When you leave, you are remembered. When you leave, you cannot be forgotten. So the question I'm asking, are you living or what? Existing. Young girl, 19 years old, Mona Teresa, was in a monastery with other nuns. And she realized that life is more than eating and drinking, same old, same old. 19 years old girl. And she got up and went to India to start an order. A 19 years old. 19. Are you aware that most of the people who made difference in this world started as teenagers? When will you wake up? When she died. First of all, before she died, Bill Clinton invited her to America to speak. Leaders were all there. And she rebuked them. Rebuked Bill Clinton for making abortion legal. Small woman. She's alive. 
When she died, India had a public holiday. India is not a Christian nation. They killed Christians in India. But she lived. The whole nation buried a Christian. I want you to think about it. We're looking at the primacy of purpose. The, the whole nation, they kill Christians. They kill, they persecute and kill them. The whole nation stood still that somebody has died. Ha! People have been dying. No, no, no. This one is not ordinary. This one made a difference. I ask a question. Are you living or you are existing? Time is going. Before long you are 40. Before long you are 50. 60. You are closer to where you are going to. Than where you are coming from. Why was or why is Billy Graham respected? The man never performed the miracle. Why, why, why is this man venerated? When his wife died, nations sent representatives. Those are their presidents could go. They went there for the burial of his wife. Even Nigeria sent representatives. And he had come to Nigeria only once. I think it was in the early 50s or the early 60s. I want you to think about it. A man's wife died. And nations and presidents were going there for the burial. They didn't invite them. They considered going for his wife's burial a necessity. I said, I asked you a question. Are you, are you living or you are existing? I, I, I asked the question. Because a man went about winning souls. Muslim nations from the Middle East sent representatives to a Christian man's wife. Not his burial though. I wonder how his burial will be. A Christian man's wife's burial. I said, your life, same old, same old. Eat, sleep, wear clothes, go to work, have children. Are you truly making a difference? Middle East, Muslim, the Christian man's wife dies. What is preaching can upstage your government. You send the representative. Because she lived. They were not in, they didn't write letters and say, come and commemorate. Nobody sent anybody letter. 
But they, they considered it a dishonor not to be there. In Nigeria, a president in this country can die. Presidents of the nations of the world, even the Middle East, they go to, they don't even come. That's the difference between living and existing. A president of a nation, Nigeria, person will die. You don't see people from America, from France, every country is gathering. Say wait to me. Is it to the people that die? To bury him and let's move forward. But a, a, a girl that came to India at 19, she's dying in her old age, and everybody stands because she lived. Why should we win so? Why should I buy a megaphone? Why? Why? Why should I? Why? Why should I? Why should I win souls? I beg. I don't have time. I'm afraid, Joe. I will wake up six o'clock or what? Be preaching. Keep on existing. Time is running out. Keep on existing. Time is good. Keep on existing. Keep on existing. Did you pray this morning? Why should you pray? The stress is for the pastors. Keep on existing. There are people who we cannot forget in Christian history. Those two women in the Hebrews Islands prayed for a move of the Spirit. And God sent them a man of God. And they shook their nation. There's no way you write about the history of Christianity. You write about those two women. I said keep on existing. You're not the first to drive a car. You're not the last to drive a car. You're not the first to have a wife. You're not the last to have a wife. You're not the first to have children. You're not the last to have children. Keep on doing what is common. What will happen? You have a common end. Keep on doing what is common. The Bible says when it's coming, there'll be what? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. That's what the Bible says. Life as usual. We don't remember what is common. If you, you all passed people, you don't remember anybody you saw. But if you see a car that is strange, the car, the tire was this big. From the ground. Those cars that they show on those American shows, I don't know if you've seen them. And you, you saw the car pass and say, ah, ah, this kind of car in Nigeria, 
Maybe some of you have not seen such as tire from ground. Are these people okay? Why is this person? Would this person not? So when you see someone say, "I saw something to do," why did you remember? It was different. It made an impact on you because it was different. Are you different? We are not celebrated for our uniformity. We are celebrated for our uniqueness. Everybody's living, breathing in oxygen. But some people are not just breathing. Their lives are making a difference. We remember them. Your cell meeting. What will make people talk about the cell meeting? See, what will make people talk about? Is it the same cell meeting that they will have today? It is if it is different. Now, if it is different, does not mean you know? I say, okay, today's cell meeting is different. It is raining. We are going to go inside the rain. Everybody, hold on, Bella. We're going to have a unique cell meeting we can remember forever. Your confusion has just started. So today's meeting is going to be interesting. We are going to Suya Park. No, they don't have a Suya Park in, in this state. We are going to Suya Park. Same members be taking Suya and paying the Suya. You like the Suya? Is this meeting different? Will you remember it forever? I will you remember it forever? Say yes, Suya. That's what we're talking about. The cell meeting. What's going to make it different? There's a preparation that goes into it. There's a prayer. There's a prayer. There is a crying that goes into the Bible. You are praying. You're studying the manual. You're devotional. You're going through it. You meditate upon it. You lie down, you think about it. You have a servant. You're moving around, inviting people. The servant comes as you said, We are grateful, oh Lord, the power of God. The power of I was talking to someone and he said, Pastor, every time, if I know one person has told me, if I miss a service, I know I missed something. The primacy of purpose. Are you living? Are you living? We have a brain here. Are you existing in the prayer time? Pastor, call. Continue. At least we will rest when you finish. That person is a prayer meeting, but that's what's happening in the night. Hey, Pastor is coming. Up his teaching. His pastor continues prayer. Me, I'm escaping. But somebody said, He's involved in his prayers. His heart is in there.
Now when you're praying, look at that bone shot of color of see someone say, How can someone wear this kind of shirt? What is wrong with this this kind of dressing? This kind of early money. What is wrong with this girl? Is she feeling like something? The perfume is too much. You are in the prayer meeting. You are supervising. You are existing. A man went to a service sick. And someone sat beside him. In the service. He was healed. When the service was over, excuse me, say so what? I noticed that because you sat beside me today, I was healed. That man was living. I remember saying, Go church, you. It's no good church. You go, they now say, Pastor is looking for you. Did you not see your face? Let me show my face. Some of you came to show your face, man. Let me show my face before they say, No, no. The pastor see it. And do a Lord. Somebody sat. He didn't pray. I'll never forget the, 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 the one kid I could not share. He said he was in a meeting and he told people, Turn around and shake the hands of someone by your side. This man had cancer. And he shook hands with this young lady. Maybe she was a teenager. I said the girl was so excited. And shook the man's hand. And say this and say this. And so when he went to his room, the cancer fell off him. And he knew it was when his hand touched that girl's hand. Not when Kenneth Copeland was preaching. She was leaving. There are meetings. Some will go for big meetings. Say, ah, the meeting was tough. Oh. Say, but there are still some people were wheelchair going out. Where other Christians stand by them. They came there to see the man of God perform miracles. They were existing. Hallelujah. So last week we looked at one of the primary purposes of this church, which is. So winning. So winning. Amen. In Luke 19 verse 10, Jesus said, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. In other words, we seek and conserve. We don't just win souls. We win them and retain them. Hallelujah. In Mark 16 verse 15, the Bible says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, every unsaved man is an opportunity. Every unsaved man. Consider every unsaved man. There's a market there. If you have the time and you know you have the passion, we'll rush, get to the megaphone, you go to the market and preach. That's a crowd for you. People always waiting when they come to the altar. When they come to the altar. My first crowds were outside the church. That's why having crowds in the church has never been a difficulty for me. If it doesn't work there, it won't work here. Forget it. 
It has to be proven. Do you know they don't take the car to the showroom unless they first ride it in those their, their trucks, the company? The rubber must meet the road. And if the car is working, they will try it out, then they put it in the showroom and say, come and buy. So don't consider a ministry you see crowd in the showroom if you've not been tried on the streets. That's why churches don't grow. Because we think churches will grow if we have a microphone. We think the church will grow because we have speakers or, or uh, drums. and It doesn't bring nobody to church. They have keyboard in some nightclubs. They have drums and they have more members than you. So, so we, we've got to understand this. So winning. So important. Don't focus on getting members. Focus on winning souls and the church will grow. So just focus on winning souls. People are not coming. People are not coming. What does the Bible say? Go ye into all the world. Is that what it said? People are not coming. Sometimes I look at church and I wonder if you understood the desire of people to come to church, you will go and win souls. I've heard people say that when they, when they were inviting some people to church, they said, thank you very much. They've been longing to meet a member of this church. Longing. And you're quiet. You meet some people, you talk, and say, ah, are you not coming to church? Say, eh, my friend has not invited me. So, you've not invited this person to church? You've not invited this person to church? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. See? So we, we've got to understand the importance of soul winning. And that's the point I, I, I don't want to leave because the soul winning is not in the culture. Soul winning is not in the society. You go to markets, it's people that uh, I, was, I was so and so before and in our meeting, this is what we used to do. You see people gathering to hear it. Where is the gospel? I need a list of all the cell members or cell leaders because we don't have cell leaders in this church. I need a list. And I want to personally select the cell leaders that will remain. And close a lot of this little boy was 17 years old. Were you 17 or less than that? When he, he held a meeting, a meeting as a cell leader, and 33 souls were saved. As a cell leader. I said it is not, it has nothing to do with the title. He was a cell leader. You know, someone look at when we, when we, we make um, welcome first timers, and I look some services, no, no first time. I said, Do I have cell leaders in this church? Or there are people who are gathering what people have labored for, what people have fasted for, what people have bled in their stomach for, with bleeding stool for. You just gather them. Anybody can, any, anybody can gather people. It takes a leader to bring people. That's why we call it leading people to Christ. Didn't you hear? 
leading people to those are leaders if you're not a soul winner you're not a leader you're a dealer when a small boy 33 33 souls in one meeting He was praying for it. He was praying for it. He was praying for it. He got his members. They were praying for the meeting. And 33 souls, 33 human beings. Not ghost, human beings. Yourself, you don't even have 33 members. A, a small boy, a teenager, a teenager. Those are things that called for this meeting because there's a need for a change in orientation. I remember the church I was raised in. You are not valued or respected if all the people you gather are people from church. Could they see you as a worthless, unproductive, ineffective politician? Because you can gather people in the church just to have position. That's the politician. But it's so winner. It's different. So, so winners were honored. They were given awards. Why? Because they were the people making the church grow. The other cell leaders were gathering people that have been brought by other people's prayers. Invited to church by other people, not them. You are a cell leader. How many people in your cell did you bring to church? Can you say how effective you are? This is the reigning judge. It's more than that. It's the way God thinks that matters. How many people in yourself did you bring to church? You led them to Christ. There's a loyalty they will give you that you cannot earn any other way. Ask this young man. When God raised me in the ministry. There was something that was obvious. There were individuals that considered my counsel the most important. Why? I brought them up. A lady was made a cell leader. And she came to me and said, But I am now a cell leader. I said, That's good. And she asked a question, because she was my convert. She said, Is it a right for me to receive the Holy Spirit as a cell leader? I said, You should receive the Holy Spirit. She said, Okay, I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit. She didn't go to the pastoral care department. So there's a loyalty they give you that you, you cannot earn anywhere else. Because why would God give you these people? See, that's why I, a lot of people say there are church members are coming to our church that I am gathering all the church members. Sit with those who know me and see my heart for my members. 
So you can see why God would take from him that has one talent and give it to me that had ten talents. He knows my heart for those people. Ask my wife. My heart for me. No matter how pained I am, no matter how hurt, no matter the physical condition, forget this. Baby, you need the best. If these people are even appreciating you and yourself, it's really going to work. They need to be fed. So you will come back here now with your heart problem. Nobody knows what you are going through. So baby doesn't matter. Let me go and feed you. There's a lady that came from Port Harcourt and she was a member of one of the big churches in Port Harcourt and she was telling Brother Azazi, she has joined us now. When she goes to Ghana and comes back, she's a member of this church. They live in Port Harcourt, but she comes to this church. And she said, a pastor, any small thing has traveled to London to go and rest. Any small thing has traveled to London to go and rest. I said, but this your pastor works too much. She joined our church. Did I, did I, did I go and collect her from them? A big, thriving ministry. So I know people's minds are moving. Not the biggest one. So if you know the biggest one, so you go, okay, 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 not another one. But a big one. Very big one. They have a branch in Bayesa. So that's what I would do. I think about it. The other day, one of my friends came here and I climbed the altar. I was like, your leg is hurting. He came to church. Said, people should not see man and go like this. Said, it doesn't matter how I see, how they see me. They need to be fed. Said, Pastor, it's true. He didn't think that way. Pastor must look good from the members. Smell nice. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to get a word. <laughs> the word is coming. Someone say, Word, word. <laughs> you see, come and preach. I know what it means to kneel until you dislocate your knee. The knee from kneeling dislocated. The weight in that knee for too long a time. I want to leave. I don't want to exist. He leads us to Christ. You will lead souls to Christ. There's a market there. If you, if you can get two people. So what should I preach? Just go and preach anything there that you know you can preach. Pray, pray our salvation. Pray for the seat. Carry your megaphone and go home. And you'll be surprised. Somebody will see you two years, three years from now. So you'll go and say, hey, sister. So what's the problem? Now you preach for Pasha Market. Say yes. That's a long time ago. Yes. That day you push and give my life to Christ. I won't get whispering, pray. God hear me. Thank you, eh? Go. 
May God bless you. Some people have called me and reached me from Benin and they tell me, Pastor Wale, some time ago when you were in BIU, my father came, he had been in an occultist or so and so, and you said, your father will be saved. I just want to let you know my father is now saved. I forgot you. You just have a faint glimpse. I remember that boy, particular father, was an academician, a worldwide native, big guy like this. There's a lady, I won't call the, the name because he's an influential man in the other state. And she came to me and was talking about father and all that. I said, let us pray. Just pray this finally in the name of Jesus. I break the power of Satan over our father's life in the name of Jesus. And I claim his soul for salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. And she told me, my father is saved. I thought I have come to you and I go, my father is saved. He joined me in his chapel, went through wolf pain. A man that would never go to church. How can she forget that I lived? Rest my case. I want you to think about it. Look at people who come from BIU. A copper came last year. I left BIU in 2001. A copper came last year, 2014. That's 13 years later. She said, the guy said, I've heard about you from BIU. They talk about you in BIU. 13 years later, I lived. Please. Don't die, as the Bible says, as a fool dies. Don't die, like the Bible says, as a beast dies. Leave. The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRI Media.